Well, it might be two days premature, but happy birthday, Eric. Oh, thank you, Early. Happy birthday. birthday. This is 52. Yeah, my birthday cake's going to look like a prairie fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you excited? Are you a big birthday person? I feel like I should know know, this about you. Once you get to a certain level, it doesn't matter because it's not as special. Mm -hmm. There's nothing, it's not a major benchmark one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as one of the interns told me, Don't think of it as 52. Think of it as halfway to 104. And it's really 26 times two. Let's think of it that way. 26 squared. Oh, not squared. God, that'd be... (laughs) No, but it feels like it some mornings. Okay, so so we would rather... You would rather in your brain be 26 times two than halfway to 104? Yeah. I mean, that sounds better. It absolutely does. Yeah. What's funny, Ann and I, you know, we're like, we're a pretty youthful couple for our age, but you realize our combined age is going to be 96. Mm. (laughs) That's okay. I, holy cow. I don't know that I should say this on a, on a podcast because I think my mother would like punch me in the face, but I did something like the other day we were kind of like, you like being like a little snippy and I, I thought I was being real funny and I was talking, so she and my dad have a 20 year age difference between them. Wow. Yeah, and I made a comment to her where I was like, yeah, and I was like, well, your husband's closer to 80 than he is 70, and I think she almost punched me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And I think most of us would take your mom's side in that. Yeah, I I don't know where you were going with that. What would you expect? We were being, I don't, I forgot what even the context that we were like being snippy at each, oh, because she was yelling at me. She was like, well, you're, she's like, you're closer to 30 than you are 20. So I snap back with your husband's closer to 80 than he is 70. Ouch. Ouch. Well, I'm closer to 100 than zero. (laughs) Well, that, that's a fair that a point. Thing? But you know what? Yeah, I, well, to be honest, 50, I mean, I have as much energy as I always have. I'm just as immature as I always have. I still do Caddyshack <laughs> yeah. quotes all that's the time. I, I don't feel any, that's like I said, true. if I didn't know how old I was, I'd guess somewhere in my early to mid thirties, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, and you run that's a lot right. and bike and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I should do that a little bit more now. <laughs> Summer got so busy, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you just, I didn't think this old would be this young. And so fair. you spend you spend so much time worrying about turning 40 or turning 50 and you get there and you're like, what was I worried about? Yeah. yeah. I mean, ja- Jackson's five and a half. He's going to be my stepson soon. I can totally keep up with him. I tire him out still. Ooh, yeah, that's good. You know, which is great. And so it's, I'm like, as long as I have this kind of energy, as long as it's still fun to go out and do stuff and whatever, yeah. it I doesn't really matter. That's definitely part of like age is but a number when you don't yeah. feel. My like parents it. say that too. My parents are in their 70s and they're both like, eh, it feels more like 40s most of the time. Yeah, see, my mom, the time. Well, my mom is in her 50s and she often also says she's like, she's like, if no one ever said that to me, she's like, I would kind of assume I'm like perpetually in my like late 20s. How old your mom? 57. Okay, that makes me feel better. Because if I was older than your mom, I'd be like, oh my God. Well, how, yeah. how old are you? 50. I'll be you 52. Will be. 52. I will be. Okay, so. I've been rounding up for a couple months anyway. Yeah. So. I round up to 85, so it's. <laughs> yeah, Margaret. <laughs> I think my mother's 53, so. Okay. Are you serious? How old are you? I'm 28. Ramsey and I are the same age. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you kids something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you going to tell us about Walworth County? Oh, yeah, I, sh- I probably should, right? Should we tell people what they're about to hear in this podcast episode, by the way? Sure. Why this not? is The Cabin, by the way. My name's welcome Eric Paulson. To- yeah, welcome to The Cabin Podcast, the official podcast of Discover Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm Susan Fosh. I'm Ramsey Clouds. The 
Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Walworth County, which was one of the original territorial counties created in 1836, named for Reuben Walworth, a lawyer and politician focused on equity law back in the day and was brought up multiple times for Supreme Court nomination consideration by President Tyler back in the 1840s, although the Senate never attempted a confirmation vote, so he never got into it. Uh, the county seat is Elkhorn, and that's also where the oldest and largest county fair in Wisconsin is every year, the Walworth County Fair. Hmm. Dates back to, I believe, 1859. Interesting. I did a couple of broadcast remotes from there. I should know those kinds of things, right? <laughs> Lake Geneva is also in Walworth County, which, of course, is a huge tourism mecca. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful town, Geneva Lake, one of the larger lakes in the state. One of the, I think it's the second deepest. Fed by Natural Spring, just a beautiful, beautiful place. Mm. And, of course, a lot of other things draw people to Walworth County. It's got some of the uh, southernmost hills of Kettle Moraine and the Niagara Escarpment. So you have Alpine Valley there, which, of course, is a wonderful outdoor summer concert venue. Also a ski resort. A couple of other ski resorts in the area, too, including uh, the Grand Geneva, Mm. which started as the Playboy Club. Mm. originally back in the day. What what was the little nugget of information you found about that, Ramsey? The uh, Playboy Bunny uniform was the first uh, patented service uniform in the country <laughs> for, for some reason. That's wild. And today that is the Grand Geneva Complex. Lots of other great ones, uh, too. Geneva National. It's an incredible place for golf, mm-hmm. that whole area. And uh, frankly, if you love soy sauce, most of what we consume in the United States made by Kikoman and their North American plant is in Walworth County in, in the little city town of Walworth, opened in the early 70s. Gross. You don't like soy sauce? Oh, Gross. No. Oh, I so love it. I did a job uh, in college that I was cleaning and refurbishing industrial containers, mm-hmm. and I had to pull open semi-trucks full of stale barrels of soy sauce. Oh, you don't want stale soy sauce? Ugh. I can't the smell fresh soy sauce. I can't do it. It's like stale beer. Hmm. All beer is good beer? No, stale <laughs> beer is not good beer. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So anyway, that's Walworth County, nudged in southern Wisconsin. The cabin is also presented by the WCA Gruth Help Trust. Serving local governments and school districts, the WCA Gruth Help Trust partners closely with members to fulfill their employee health benefit obligations in a fiscally responsible manner. Learn more at WCAGHT.org. All right. Are we ready to light this fire? I think we shall. This episode is something that is very special in my heart, and I'm very excited to talk about. And I'm actually kind of amazed that we haven't touched on this topic yet. Yeah. Well, we kind of have in, in roundabout ways. Kind of, maybe, sort of. Uh, so we're talking all about Veterans Day this episode, because obviously that's coming up just on Friday. Real quick, right off the top, I'm going to do a quick... Uh, differentiator for people because we talked about this when we were planning this episode Mm -hmm. so we are going to be talking about some military history and some veteran memorials but let's do some some differences on these days so veterans day is to celebrate all currently living veterans so Mm -hmm. someone who has done their service Mm -hmm. now they are back home but they are still alive memorial day is for any veterans who have passed away Mm -hmm. and armed forces day is for anyone who is actively serving so that while we're going to talk about some memorials for things it's important to note that veterans day is for Still living veterans. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Memorial Day in May is really for those who, who have passed away. So, Which is uh, why you can say Happy Veterans Day, but you really don't want to say Happy yeah, Memorial yeah, Day. No, you really, really don't want to. No. Uh, and it's always a hard part, I know, too, where people get, you know. Get them mixed up pretty easily. Well, they get them mixed up pretty easily, but I also know that's where actually Memorial Day can become like a, a sore a point. sensitive topic, yeah. yeah. Well, because people take it as like a, you know, like a 
a super fun long weekend. And well, it's, like, it, well it, it's a kickoff to summer weekend, it, which totally counters. Right. It is the a idea kickoff to it, like, but. like, yeah, being that it's the last and, you know, the last weekend in May, of course, like it would be beautiful weather. But the reason right. why we have it off is not because of that. If it was the last weekend in January, it would be probably yeah. more, more. Mm-hmm. right up its alley but yeah. yeah no we're talking about all things for our wisconsin veterans also because wisconsin we have a very large veteran population we have military training bases here like this mm-hmm. is a very large piece to our history as a state so i'm excited to actually kind of dive into this really for the first time on the on the podcast yeah and there are a lot of places we can talk about as well as uh, some significant people absolutely yeah. so uh let's get to it yeah ramsey why don't you kick us off all right. So, I mean, uh, everybody knows about Fort McCoy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't know a ton of Fort McCoy. So if you guys... Well, everybody knows it's there. <clears throat> yeah, everybody knows that it's there. Fort McCoy is basically, it, it occupies a sizable chunk of Monroe County between Toma and Sparta. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people train there. Um, throughout history, a lot of refugees, for example, have gone through there. We talked Even about that just, in a very recent episode. We talked about that in one of our uniquely Wisconsin episodes mm-hmm. for Monroe County, which, um, I mean, they bring in refugees as much as, what was that, last year, two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, though, that was yeah. pretty well, recent. This past year from Afghanistan. This past yeah. year, yeah. yes, okay. thank you. Um, yeah, so they, it still is a huge, very active hub. So they've been doing that for a long time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Fort McCoy dates back quite a ways. And when you're driving through it, you drive right through it on Highways 21, 16, and I-90 mm-hmm. between Sparta and um, Toma. And you'll see at times, not on the interstate because they don't have it there, but on 21 and 16, you'll see signs that say tank crossing. Mm-hmm. God, I would love that. To, it's it's <laughs> amazing. It's really something. And, you know, they do they practice drills and do all this stuff on, on there. And they also actually have, even have it in the winter. They have, and this is material coming up on winter time like we are. Mm-hmm. They do have a skiing and tubing hill. Oh. So in that neck of the woods, like when they're saying the Wisconsin goodbye, that takes a half an hour, you know, on their way out, they don't say watch for deer. They say watch for tanks. Yeah, probably. Oh, that's okay. hilarious. <laughs> so, and, and that's the only major fort in the state. Yes. Well, they have some Coast Guard stuff, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which I think a lot of people kind of forget that the Coast Guard is its own separate branch of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they've got some Coast Guard stuff like in Superior, kind of Milwaukee. Basic, yeah, basically along any of the big um, bodies well, of water. Well, we and are, there's a large one. It's international ports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, oh, yeah. And yeah. there's a large one in Sturgeon Bay as well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, also just being that that's also the, you know, where Green Bay will meet. It's a handy Michigan. spot for it to be. It's yeah. very <laughs> handy for some Coast Guard to be. No. It it is funny because you know I've lived in downtown Milwaukee for better part of twenty years, and when I tell friends like back in Texas or other places, you know they know I live in Wisconsin, and I say, yeah, there's a Coast Guard station about a mile from me. They're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. totally blows their minds. Mm-hmm. Well, for yeah, that's something you really think about a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. you're, like you're saying, if it's an international port, that's got to be yeah. you know, protected and. You know, taken care of and stuff. So. Absolutely. So, yeah. So there's a lot. There's Fort McCoy. There's Volk Field. Is that the Air Force Base? That yeah. Okay. And that's they're they're not that far apart. They're right okay. by I ninety four. They're may, geez, they're maybe fifteen miles apart. Oh, that's pretty. Fifteen close. or twenty. They're very close to each other. Okay. So you, you have those, and then yeah, you have Coast Guard stations and things like that. But what we've what we've had in this state is a very high participation rate. Yeah, per population. I did this for a trivia question at one point. Um, Per pop, uh, per capita, per capita. Thank you. Per capita, Wisconsin's relatively high on that list mm-hmm. um, for for veterans and, and members who have served. 
We have been through history, and that's why we have a lot of recipients of like the Medal of Honor, for example, a lot of Purple Hearts and things like that. So we have 63 recipients of the Medal of Honor in this state alone. That's, yeah. I'm guessing that's more than most states. Uh, yeah, I haven't looked into a lot of the other states, but 63 people individually have done acts of service that have gone above and beyond you know, their scope of their service and uh, you know, have received the highest medal that this country can bestow upon somebody. So specifically, like I really want to bring up one. Um, it's close to home for me. It's in Tomahawk in Lincoln County. Mm-hmm. I'm from Merrill, so it's you know 15 minutes from me. Uh, his name is Einar Ingman, um, and he was born down in Milwaukee, but he uh, ended up residing in Tomahawk, and he was in the Korean War. And Einar lived to be the ripe age of 85 years old after doing everything uh, in the Korean War. But he... Um, if you look up, basically Google his name, you can see his uh, Medal of Honor citation. And I can't probably go on to it in this podcast because there's some graphic details about things that he did. But every time I read it, I just get goosebumps about the courage that this guy had and, and everything that he did to keep fighting and, and stay alive and uh, you know come home. And after he got his uh, Medal of Honor from the president uh and he came back to tomahawk they threw him a huge celebration a welcome home celebration they gave him a car and they gave him a boat <laughs> you know it's just two tools for enjoying retirement that's perfect <laughs> yeah exactly well and when and then he went on to work at the uh, tomahawk uh, paper uh mill for 32 more years and, oh wow you know he had a whole life after his career after his service so I don't know. I just, his story is pretty cool. So if you have some time, go look up Einar Ingman and read his uh, citation. Very cool. Now, uh, one of the songs that you sing at Badger Games is On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Yeah. Do you know how that came about? There is quite the military history behind it from what I understand. Take us through it. So it is from General Arthur MacArthur, who is General Douglas MacArthur's father. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. Yep. General Douglas MacArthur's father. So... I'm just going to go ahead and read uh, his Medal of Honor citation because I think it's, it's very cool. His Medal of Honor citation reads, The President of the United States of America, in the name of Congress, takes pleasure in presenting the Medal of Honor to First Lieutenant and Adjutant Arthur MacArthur Jr., United States Army, for extraordinary heroism on the 25th of November, 1863, while serving with the 24th Wisconsin Infantry in action at Missionary Ridge, Tennessee. First Lieutenant MacArthur seized the colors of his regiment at a critical moment and planted them on the captured works on the crest of Missionary Ridge. And that's the end of the citation. Mm-hmm. So the, re- the report that he did, it goes that um, Arthur MacArthur seized the Wisconsin flag and he charged the hill on Missionary Ridge, yelling on Wisconsin to rally uh, troops behind him. And that spontaneous uphill charge allowed the Union Army to capture a seemingly impenetrable position. They were getting bombarded left and right, and it was a very pivotal point. Because of his charge, they broke through the Confederate ranks, and they won the Battle of Missionary Ridge. And then 46 years later, on Wisconsin was composed by W.T. Purdy, and it was introduced as UW-Madison's football fight song in 1909. Wow. Yeah. So, so that song goes back a ways. Goes back a long time uh, from Civil War. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so every time I read that too, I just get goosebumps. It's I think it's so cool. That's, That's such cool. a cool story. I love yeah. that. And you know, with the veterans who are who are obviously, if you're a veteran, you're still with us mm-hmm. yeah. uh, by exactly. definition. That one of the coolest things they've come up with in the last I don't know, 15, 20 years, maybe, 
of those honor flights. Yeah. Yeah, those are such a cool experience. They, a lot of them go in and out of Mitchell mm-hmm. International in Milwaukee. Okay. Also, I've been to a couple in the Appleton Airport. Yeah, I, mean, oh, okay. I know they go out yeah. of multiple airports around the state, but it's it's quite the experience I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From- yeah, I had an employee that uh, when I did um, a different job, he was able to go there. So he's like, hey, I need off for this day. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. What do you got going on? He's like, well, I'm, I'm going to the honor flight. And like, yeah, take your time. <laughs> go. Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> And they all go to D.C. to see the memorials and things like that. Yeah, it's a really, it's a catered event specifically for veterans to experience a day of honor and thanks for everything that they've done. And Mm -hmm. the testimonials that come from that are such a great, these guys, you know, break down in tears because they're so emotional for everything that's being done for them. And I've seen some videos when they're going to get onto the plane, everybody steps out into the hall and they Mm -hmm. hold a salute and everyone's clapping as these guys get to get on the plane. And when they land in DC, it's the same thing. And these, it's such a cool thing to kind of give back to, to these, you know, service members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've always been there like in the airport when they're coming like back off the thing. And that's a very orchestrated event too, because Mm -hmm. they kind of keep them in like a, so they get them off the plane and they kind of keep them in like a, a separate room and they have to quiet the entire airport because the whole point is to like pull back the curtain and then you see all like the crowds of people and they're cheering and they're and it's all very wonderful and yet the emotions there are insane something else i think is really cool for it though is that so every veteran that goes has like a an assigned like buddy with it sometimes they can choose who that is like if it's a certain family member or something otherwise it's a volunteer that's also really well equipped for because obviously a lot of times you know they're a lot older Mm -hmm. uh usually there might be some disabilities maybe they're not able to walk as as abled as they used to and so like it's all people that it's all people and activities that are really structured around like lots of wheelchairs lots of different things so it's it's not only a cool event that is structured for them, but it's also set up so that everyone can fully enjoy the experience. Very inclusive. Very inclusive. And so um, it's just such a wild experience to see. And, you know, and especially, and I talk about this a lot, like my, uh, with my nonprofit, which we'll actually talk about later because it also has a veteran tie, but my father is a fully disabled Marine Corps veteran who also fought um, originally in Vietnam. And so, and that's a lot of the demographic that goes on these honor flights. And that mm-hmm. was a, a demographic that did not get the appreciation. No, and no. that's why like the honor flight is so important. Like we yeah. don't have the culture for those, like the culture we have now for thanking our veterans is so dramatically different from yeah. what it was in that time. And even just hearing like some of the stories that like my dad tells me is like, which I know is only skimming the surface <laughs> from like things that <laughs> well, he would stuff tell. He's not telling you. Oh, no. yeah. oh, that's I know it's only skimming the surface, but it's like even those things are just you know like they just break your heart. Like yeah. the things that they had to like experience, like not just there, but when they came home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that was one of the roughest parts is when they came home. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, if you're interested, um, look in your area. There's there's always a lot of events, and maybe it's a Northwoods thing. I see them in the bars. Oh no, it's in Milwaukee. That's everywhere. And all okay. that too. Yeah, absolutely. I see them in the bars all over the time, all over the place. Not that I frequent bars a lot. Well, you can let's be real. It's, okay. It's okay. <laughs> this, uh, I see these posters of like this benefit or this event that's going on or this concert that's being held, and proceeds are going to this honor flight or that honor flight, um, that kind of thing. So just if you want to help put this on so these veterans can keep doing this stuff, just look for those events and and look for that kind of stuff and get out and try to help these honor flights and and give back to these veterans in a way that they really need. And kind of like what you were saying, um, when they, a lot of these vets, when they came back from Vietnam, they didn't get that warm welcome. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's a place that veterans can go. It's the High Ground Veterans Memorial Park. Every time that there's a staff member around there and a veteran steps out of their vehicle, the staff member is there to greet them, mm-hmm. and they greet them by saying, welcome home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those veterans never got that. But mm-hmm. this place, they make a point to every veteran that comes in, they say, welcome home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the High Ground Memorial Park is an incredibly beautiful place in the heart of Clark County. It's on U.S. Highway 10, literally on the west edge of Nielsville, which is the mm-hmm. county seat. And it's perched kind of on, well, well-named, it's, it's on the high ground from the surrounding area. There's a lot of interesting little geographical features in Clark County. Okay. A lot of it's flat, but there's a lot of kind of buttes and crests and bluffs and stuff here and there that you don't always see in the North Woods area so much. Yeah. And the high ground is on one of them. And there's, there are a couple of spots where you have a vista of probably 20, 30 miles okay. to hills distant. And it's, it's an incredibly beautiful view, and it's an incredibly contemplative place. Yeah. I know their mission statement, oh, I was checking out their website, uh, their mission statement is to honor, educate, and heal. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you're saying, that contemplative thing is when veterans get to go there, they do these walks, they get to see these memorials that are out there, but it, it's really a healing process for them because they can go there and they can reflect on things and they can remember and they have people there to help them get through it. Yeah, because they have indoor facilities where they have, and there's memorials indoors and out. But on the inside, I mean, they have they have a lot of events there and, and sessions and things like that. Very popular with, uh, like, Harley riders and motorcycle yeah, groups. Yep. They make that a regular stop. And there are fundraisers for the high ground that will make pilgrimages to, oh, okay. to and fro at times, too. That's great. And uh, so it's it's a really fantastic place. Yeah, so and, if, if you're a veteran and you're listening to this and you haven't gotten there yet, you need to go check it out. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not a vet, go check it out. Yeah, it's still a really cool experience. Absolutely. And if you if you go to thehighground.org, that is the uh, site for it. Okay. So uh, I kind of want to go a, a little bit of a different thing. It's not necessarily a memorial, but museums. And I, I love going to museums. They always have such a cool mm-hmm. interaction. You can see all these things. Well, down in Madison, there is a uh, Wisconsin Veterans Museum. And I've not personally ever been there, but I, I've looked it up, and they, they look like they've got a lot of really cool exhibits. Yeah. Have you guys been there? The one in Madison? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been in for a little while. It's right on the Capitol Square, which is where it should be. Yeah. Right, right where State Street meets the Capitol. So, yeah, it, it's it's very impressive. I bought a 32nd Division t-shirt there. Oh, cool. To celebrate the 32nd Memorial Division, which was, uh, you know, Les Terribles in World War One. So if you're on Highway 32 in the state and you see the little red arrows on either side of the number 32, yeah. it's in salute of the red arrow. Hmm. But they're, they're not related, but they're just paying homage mm-hmm. to it. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, I've been in that one, too, and I like how, right, I don't know if it's, I don't know how long this display is up. I, I think it's just more because it is about to be Veterans Day, but they've had that really beautiful, like, poppy display that's been up in the front, mm. like, oh, the, window. Oh, the buddy poppy? Yeah, but it's, like, like the whole, like, front window that, like, mm-hmm. faces the street is, like, everything, like, is ducked out in those poppies, and they even have hanging poppies, which is, um, it's just, it's a really cool display. And so if that doesn't yeah. entice someone to actually walk into the museum and see it, I don't know what would. <laughs> I know, it's the buddy poppy story, if you've never uh, looked that up um, mm-hmm. I did a piece on this it's such a cool thing they, the whole Buddy Poppy I always thought it was named after a guy like his nickname was Buddy or something mm-hmm. but it's it's in reference to the buddies that didn't make it back home mm-hmm. and you, you buy the poppy in remembrance of that buddy that mm-hmm. didn't make it home see I never knew that I know they were selling them and I'm like why is yeah, it yeah you always see them at like the grocery store and stuff yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no for, it's a remembrance flower it's for the buddies that didn't make it back okay yeah mm-hmm. oh, good to know I so, always thought that was like a really cool because uh, when you even look up like because every like flower has its own 
meaning, meaning behind yeah. it. And even when you look up a red poppy, it is about like remembrance and actually and loyalty too is a part oh, of it, okay. which makes sense for, you know, what that really is representing is also mm. like, cause that's your loyalty too, like your brothers and sisters in arms. Well, and you had battle buddies when mm-hmm. you, when you went over, you were, I don't want to say assigned somebody, but you, you had a battle buddy and that, that was your person that you looked out, you looked out for each other and. You know, to lose your battle buddy was a big thing. Absolutely. And there, there are a lot of VFW posts around the state. Yes. So many. And I know you wanted to talk about that, and I was excited to, because they are actually great places to go to, hang out at, and support. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that, well, yes, there is some um, where they are closed off to the public, and it is for veterans and everything, but a lot of these are open to the public, and you can go there, and you can support them, and... Uh, being a patron for that helps, you know, fund money back into the VFW so they can keep doing these great things for veterans. But one that I'm uh, passionate and I kind of want to talk about is uh, the Northwoods Veteran Post. It's up in uh, Merrill. It's headquarters in, in Merrill. But it kind of serves like a five-county area uh, in the entire Northwoods. Um, it's a very large uh, demographic that they kind of keep an eye out for. But within the Veterans Post is Pub 1638. Because mm-hmm. they are post sixteen thirty eight, ah, so there, that's where that comes in. But the pub, it is a military themed bar and restaurant, um, so you can go there. It's open to the public. They have uh, big events that are. There's a giant event hall that people have held weddings at. They've held fundraisers, memorials at the uh, the fire department had their ball there. Um, it's a great place to go, and they've got good food. Um, but with the military theme. They've got all this memorabilia from all these wars that these people have been through. There's munitions up on the wall. There's a whole plaque of all these patches from different service members over the years. And it's just a very, very, very cool, unique thing to to go and see and visit. Well, and a lot of the VFW halls, some of them are larger and some of them are small little outpost places. Uh, If the public is welcome, and I think it is probably more often than not. Probably. Uh, but they'll almost always have a sign saying that to make it right. to make it clear. Right. Uh, one I used to love hanging out at was the one in Heartland, here in Wisconsin, in Lake Country. It's the VFW okay. Marshall Johnson Post fifty one fifty eight. Okay, and they're with it. They have their own Facebook page. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming a lot of them probably do. But that was a great. They, they have a hall on the top level in this beautiful old building, and they'll have events and things like that mm. there. And then the lower level is a great bar. Mm-hmm. Make great sandwiches, great pizzas. You know, they got pool tables and all the stuff that you love about hanging out in a bar with friends. Yeah. Prices are great. The bartenders are great. And, you know, you just forget sometimes those VFW places can be great places to just hang out. To just go to, yeah. Yeah, yeah and especially, um, I know with the, the Northwoods Veterans Post, they get a lot of people, uh, especially through Tomahawk's Fall Ride. That, oh, yeah. That's list- a big deal. Yep. They're listed as a fall ride stop, so they get tons of veteran bikers that come through there. And yeah, like I said, like you had mentioned, they have their own Facebook page too. And mm-hmm. you know, to just go follow them, go check out their events, and go support these VFWs. Absolutely, I think yeah, which is what a cool experience, but also what a cool cause and group of people to be supporting. Yeah, well, and if you need other ways to support these guys, um, I'm associated with the. Um, state of wisconsin's uh vfw post commander um i know oh, okay. her, i know her personally and i kind of sat down with her um while i was eating uh poutine at um <laughs> 1638 um it's prime rib poutine mm, it was great oh, that sounds good oh it was very good so i kind of sat down with her and uh was kind of asking her i'm like hey i'm doing this episode i, I kind of want to help you know, veterans get some resources for them. So she told me about this program called Unmet Needs. 
And uh, the VFW on the state and national level has funding for vets in need for these. It's absolute free money. There is no need to pay it back. Um, you go, you apply for it. Like if there's a veteran out there that's kind of struggling and he's got damage to his roof and he needs a new roof, he can apply for this and he can get the funding at no cost. And it's completely free to him or them to be able to get this funding. And I thought that was such a, a great resource for, for veterans. And I don't know if a lot of them know about that. Mm, yeah. They probably don't. So I love that you mentioned that. And yeah. to the extent we can spread the word. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, so, and additionally, she was saying if any person wants to make donations to the, uh, to the VFW, you just had uh, VFWWI.org. Um, and there's tons of resources available for donations. So if you want to take it upon yourself to make that donation, head over to that website, kind of dig through there, and you can get set up for that. And we have uh, showcased military tributes on Discover Wisconsin. We do. That was back in Season 33, Episode 14. Uh, that was, yeah, such a cool visual display of a lot of the things we've talked about here today. So I'll definitely link that in the show notes if anyone is interested in watching that episode. Yeah, but yeah. You can also watch on the YouTube channel. If you just type in Discover Wisconsin, Wisconsin's military tributes, mm-hmm. it should come up. It should. We're doing our algorithms correctly. (laughs) It really should. All right. Well, happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. And thank you to all who served. Yes. Absolutely. You know, you should also be wearing. Gee, let me guess. It's what you're wearing right now. (laughs) Yeah, cabin cabin (laughs) t-shirt. Yes, indeed. Cabin t-shirt. Have your cabin mug in hand. Mm Got to have that cabin mug. Got to have the cabin. It's a really, it's just a nice, thick, sturdy mug. Uh, The stoneware mugs just, they hit different. I I absolutely love those. Right? They're so good. They hold their heat a lot better than a ceramic mug, too. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't burn your hands. Exactly. They no, hold it it's in. just so nice and insulated. Like a mini and thermos. <laughs> <laughs> we have three pieces of cabin merch that are available. It's our sticker, our t-shirt, and the mug. Uh, plus, if you just go to shop.discoverwisconsin.com, you can see everything that we have available, uh, which is way more than three items. But you can use code CABIN for 15% off site-wide. Always love getting a little extra off. Always nice to get a deal. We love a discount. It's like uncovering treasure. <laughs> like our Wisconsin treasure. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. And it's up, Susan. You know this one well. I do know this one well. And I honestly, I feel so weird about it because, of course, it makes sense for this uh, this episode and this theme. So the Wisconsin treasure, we always like to shout out either either a person or an individual who's doing just great things in, in Wisconsin for their community or for the state. And I feel so weird about this one because I always feel awkward being self-promotional <laughs> on our show. Um, but I run a nonprofit organization that is actually all about uh, military veterans and active duty service members. How did you start that? So I actually started it 10 years ago. 10. Oh, my God. I was only 41. I was, you were like a teenager. Then, I right? was 18 years old. <laughs> so I was 18 years old and I was a freshman at UW Oshkosh. And it was kind of twofold. So number one, as I already mentioned just in this episode, and I think I've mentioned it quite a few times, uh, my father is a fully disabled Marine Corps veteran who served definitely way back in Vietnam. But, you know, for my entire life, he's been fully disabled. Um, So now, unfortunately, he has the added um, unfortunate twist of also be struggling with terminal cancer at the same time. But it's it was always something that meant a lot to me to be able to do something that really helped benefit other veterans that were like him. And at the same time, I was just starting competing in the Miss America organization organization where you were supposed to have a community related platform, something that you were promoting when you would go out to the community and do these things. Uh, So I started doing a lot of work for other like wounded veteran organizations and 
when I got to college and I was in a sorority, I had someone that was like, you know, you have all these like other random ideas that don't fit with other nonprofits. You should just make your own. And I was like, that's mm. crazy. I'm a child. <laughs> I'm a teenager. <laughs> well, <you laughs> Why would I it. do that? And I did it. So that's impressive. thank you. And it, what's more impressive is that it's, it's been 10 years and it's, um, it's just insane. So we now offer six full services for active duty service members, veterans in the community. So that includes personalized care packages for those who are stationed out overseas. Um, every year for Veterans Day, we have our annual cheer package program, which um, actually utilizes a lot of Door County coffee. And this year, Ferris Gourmet Popcorn, which has been Ooh, very cool. Excellent. Um, and that actually goes out to veterans who are across the country. And we actually deliver, we deliver hundreds of cheer packages to veterans in all 50 states, wow. which has been pretty exciting. We also do never alone nursing home visits around the holidays for all veterans we choose different communities yeah every year um around the holidays usually we try to go on christmas eve um also just kind of spread a little holiday joy uh but we'll visit with them and we deliver like blankets and different gifts that are all specific to their branch of the military so we have to work with the nursing homes ahead of time to get that information so it's it's all very personalized to them which i think really helps with that welcome home aspect that they never receive that's really cool thank you and then our other um couple for the community are we do something called who is your hero uh, programming, which really we do for, it can be customized for schools, uh, but anywhere from like kindergarten to college level. <laughs> so, I mean, very different programming, but can be customized that way. Uh, my partner, who actually is from Oshkosh as well and now lives in Buffalo, New York, she now works for the Girl Scouts of Western New York and has for the last like five years. So she's been the one taking the lead on our Girl Scout Patchen program. So we've actually, our Girl Scout Patch uh, offers a lot of military pro like programming and understanding for girls also of all ages that's been earned by over like 1500 girl scouts in 35 like different states a patch to go on their uniforms yep to that's go on their incredible. uniforms uh and it's we also advertise we love to say this if there's any like moms or troop leaders listening um it's a free patch it's something that we offer completely under the organization umbrella that we have so we absorb all that cost um, especially if there's ever any like you know, we always want to just be kind to the fact that Girl Scouts can be an expensive activity. <laughs> uh, so we always make sure that's free of charge to all of them. Uh, and then we have a college intern program. So it's been really cool. It's just crazy to think that it's been 10 years. But I now, you know, we have a team of six people um, on our board of directors. Oh. And um, I don't know. And we just have the coolest team ever. And they're so hardworking. And I love them so much. And um, we just we've been able to impact literally tens of thousands of veterans and active duty service members in the last 10 years. And it's um, for something that I'm not able to give my full-time attention to since Mm -hmm. we're a fully volunteer team and no one takes compensation on our team. Um, Obviously I can't give it my full-time attention (laughs) because your girl still has to pay bills. So (laughs) (laughs) um, it's just kind of crazy to see what that impact does. So if anyone would like to follow along with us, um, all of our social media things are just at operational loan and our website is actually operational net. Say it Um, slower. I was just going to say, Oh, I'm sorry. I know I, get in these habits i talk too fast it's operation not alone so follow that on social media or you can yeah. do it again our website is operation not alone.net so it's uh yeah if anyone's kind of curious about some more things that we do see some fun photos about it uh come check us out i feel yeah. that was a really long pitch but i feel weird <laughs> yeah but you know everything about it so it was easy for you to <laughs> yeah exactly so that's the elevator pitch if you're in the tallest building in the world <laughs> that would be well, a very long elevator i just want to say susan thank you for oh. doing that it's re- it's really cool that you're doing that and I definitely think that it's worth being the Wisconsin treasure for this week oh my goodness oh thank you you earned it
I, I just I always feel weird talking about it on the show because I never want to seem self-promotional. But there is my full pitch and you know, explanation of what is the organization that, is. This is one that you should be self-promotional about. <laughs> it's for a really good cause. You know, it's not it's not selfish. So promote away. Oh, thank you guys. This is going to help you out. Walworth <laughs> County is our county of the week. I host a morning show on Lake 96.1 in Lake Geneva, which is in Walworth County. Tune in and listen 6 to 10 at the Eric and Heidi show. <laughs> See, now I've self-promoted Perfect. for something that isn't nearly as noble. Well, here, and I can toss it there. I have an do Instagram it. page. I'm Northman Bushcraft mm-hmm. on Instagram. I do bushcrafty, outdoorsy stuff. And that's how we know you. That's how you know me, yeah. I was invited on because of that, so exactly. there, there's self-promotion. There you go. Our shameless Perfect. plugs, all of us. <laughs> all around. All right. Now let us know what you think of that, right? Well, I was yes. for some more shameless promotions. For some more shameless mm-hmm. plugs. Uh, guys, we need some reviews, don't we? We, we need. We have, always need more reviews. Yes. So we welcome reviews. Yeah. I'm gonna take it a step further. I want to hear you guys say something about me specifically. I'll take it. I want to hear what you guys think. So Ooh, I, slippery slope. Yeah, a slippery slope. I've done a few of these episodes now. I think four or five. I don't know somewhere least. in there. Some, at least something like so, that. Something. So I want to hear what you guys got to say about uh, about me, about the show, about <laughs> Susan and Eric and Aperba. Like, let us know what you guys think. I've done 148 plus bonuses. I'm not sure I want people to tell me what they think. <laughs> and speaking of that, that's a it's a lot of episodes. And what's coming up next week? Eric? Well, we're talking about how Wisconsin actually became the dairy state, and the story's a little crazier than you might think. <laughs> I like it. It's exciting. And as we get ready to wind things down, a message here from the All of Us Research Program, Insulin, Penicillin, the Heart Transplant. All of these medical breakthroughs were thanks to research. Research made possible with the help of volunteers. And that's where you come in. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people from across the U.S. to share their unique health information. Because the more data researchers have, the faster they can find the next health breakthrough. But there can be no breakthroughs without research. And there's no research without you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Paulson, Ramsey Plouts, and me, Susan Foch, produced by me and audio engineer by Matt Rento, with video teasers by Logan Ingram, and social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, hit discoverbeauworks.com, and don't forget to leave us that five-star review and a review of Ramsey. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. When Gilbert Williams and his partner purchased a cleaning mill in Lone Rock in 2009, their only plan was to clean crop seeds. Then one day, a young employee took some seeds home and ground them up to make a pancake mix. From there, ingenuity took hold and the idea for Lonesome Stone Milling was born. We are a small, organic certified and locally sourced stone flour mill. We buy our grain primarily from Driftless Area Family Farms. Mm who we've been with some since the beginning. And we clean it with this machine behind me. And then we take it into the next building and we mill it into stone-milled flour. Stone ground flours retain the bran and germ from the wheat kernel, parts that are often removed when flour is ground with a roller mill, making them more nutritious and flavorful. Stone-milled flours are whole grain and bring back a traditional way of creating food. This is a 1947 Clipper 29D, and it's been here since the 60s. We can clean about 150 bushels an hour if we're cleaning rye as a cover crop seed. We're using a very traditional process, which produces a flavorful and healthy food product while working with farmers to maintain and improve the agricultural water quality in the Driftless area through crop rotation and quality farming. In the 10 years since opening, 
Lonesome Stone Milling has grown from a small-town idea to a vast network of farmers, millers, restaurant owners, bakers, and consumers across Wisconsin and the Midwest. And now you know your Wisconsin.